Damn, what an introduction. Hello, everyone. I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing well, doing well. Uh, Weisenberg, I think that the mic is muted. So just uh, take a look at that. People are saying that it is. Chat, chat is saying that? Yeah. Don't believe chat. Don't believe chat. <laughs> what oh, an introduction! Yeah, sure. and, and now it's muted because it was it was showing perfectly fine on on in OBS. Hmm. Well, it happens. Yeah. Now it's well, fine. All right. We always Technical have tech issues. Deeds. We always have tech issues. No worry, guys. <laughs> so I'm not gonna repeat myself. I think. But yeah, once welcome again, more. everyone, Why welcome not? to episode 21 of Mergers of Novigrad. Uh, before we get into it, uh, a couple of words to our viewers. Guys, if you have any questions, you can ask them in chat. As always, Hesser has been charged with the task of collecting the more interesting ones. Also, if you want to stay in touch off stream, you can follow us on Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, to celebrate our first anniversary as a podcast, we are giving away three copies of the Freebie. Bubble on the Yoruga bundle. Bum, so if you bum, don't bum. have it yet... And if you'd like to have a chance at winning it, just type exclamation mark giveaway and learn about how to participate. And obviously, if YouTube or Spotify are the places where you would rather watch or listen to this episode, um, it's going to be uploaded onto these and a couple more platforms, either tonight or tomorrow. With that being said, I think we can advance to the first segment, which as always is what have you been up to? Um, Pavo, congratulations of, on your five-year anniversary at CDPR. Well, thank you. Um, it's when you say five years, it feels like it's been forever since I've been with the company. Um, but also at the same time, it kind of feels like it was just yesterday that I joined, and I joined as an um, an assistant in the community team, and now I'm fortunate enough to be running my own team. Um, that fully focuses on communication for, for and marketing for Gwent, which is crazy and amazing at the same time. So, um, yeah, I didn't think that'll make it this long, uh, but it looks like I'll be staying for longer, which is, which is awesome. <laughs> and have you actually imagined you would stay there for this long? Because, you know, five years when you start a new job, it's always a little bit of a stretch. Like mo most, mostly people are going to say, well, I'm going to be here for a couple of months and then we're going to see. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I, I was thinking like three years max, maybe, um, because I don't think I've held down a job for longer than three years because I always like to change and I always like change the scenery, change the people, maybe a different industry, something, you know, more exciting, let's say. But here, like every day is different. Every week is different. So and also I was fortunate enough to join at a time where we were promoting everything for The Witcher, so expansions for The Witcher at the time um hearts of stone and blood and wine and after that gwent came along so i was like fully invested into gwent itself uh and that, from that point on it was just gwent 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 and um recently beginning of this year uh i was given the opportunity to finally like form my own team 
Um, and we have a team that is kind of uh, mixed because we have community people in my team. And we also have uh, two motion designers and one video editor. Um, so we also work on um, the trailers that uh, go out to everyone watching our stuff. So it's been, it's been an interesting one. Um, I also am learning a lot on that front. Um, we're taking more of esports also um, in our corner. Like we're producing opens. Uh, the last open was produced in house fully. Um, we'll probably talk about that later. But yeah, I mean, it's it's always something different, and that's that's what I really appreciate about the job. So now that you have your own team, and you know the competitive season number two is. Going on, uh, I think we can safely say that that you know another five years is is definitely going to happen. Yeah, I see it. I I don't see. I like if I'm, I'm thinking about it right now, I don't see like jumping ship anywhere else. So um, if they'll have me, I'll stay for sure. Uh, yeah, and I want to keep going and looking at how Gwen has been doing for the last uh, two years for sure. I really want to uh, stay in this team and kind of you know keep going, keep pushing. Uh, because it's been it's been rough, especially after homecoming. But I feel now with Jason at the head of the table, let's say, uh, and a super well like oiled form team right now, we're doing quite well. Of course, there are hiccups, but I think we have we have a solid team moving forward. Oh, you definitely do. Um, we briefly mentioned the topic of Gwent uh, Masters season two, uh, Villa. Because our viewers haven't seen you in at least a couple of episodes. How is the grind going? I mean, yeah, it's well, it's come to an end. Uh, last qualifiers next weekend. So, yeah, excited. But let's see how it goes. It's been... Are, are, are these qualifiers the lucky ones? I don't want to jinx anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would so love to see you at, at the Open. Yeah, you know, mean, the crowning be, achievement. That'd be yeah. really cool. It would be nice for sure. But um, yeah, I'm I'm a very modest guy, so I'm just gonna keep my thumbs up and hope everything works out. <laughs> well, when we'll it comes, totally to, have you. Yeah, definitely. When it comes to uh, hoping everything is gonna be all right, Hesser, um, how are you feeling, man? Because there there ha there have been some reports that you are. A little bit under the weather, and and obviously a lot of people were like, um, uh, Corona S. <laughs> yeah, I was like out of the game for like two weeks, I think. I but I was thinking that it might be a Corona because you know we are getting paranoid a bit uh, with the situation going on right now in the world. But I think that was only just a common cold or maybe just a common flu, right? But yeah, I'm feeling way better right now. Should be back to streaming as well next week. Oh, that's a, that, that's some great news, man. And speaking of which, speaking of the, the, the paranoia and the lockdown and whatnot, um, Pavo, how, how has the pandemic affected your workout routine? Because you love cycling, you love running, and you know one day you are, you are being told you have to stay inside. So uh, how did you get around that? Uh, yeah, it was difficult in the beginning. Uh, we were fortunate enough to have our studio here in Warsaw, pretty much the, 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 let's say the board members told us that um, we can move to home office and they made the transition um, very easy for us. Like they moved their own stuff. Uh, for me, it's easy because um, mainly I do all my work on a laptop. So it's easy just to take it home, right? 
Um, but for developers, it's like they were moving everything because um, they were moving like chairs, desks, uh, whole PCs, like workstations, couple monitors. Um, so that process itself, but it for me, I think it lasted like a weekend, and everybody had all their stuff, which is which is huge. Um, and we we went into home office mode in the beginning when the pandemic pretty much hit. Uh, we couldn't really like. We we're advised not to really go outside, um, but I still had this morning routine that I had in the morning that uh, like I had in the winter time, morning routine that I had in the morning, um, <laughs> morning routine that I had in the winter time when I would wake up at five, six, go for a run. And I would still keep on doing that, although it was not fully legal. Uh, but then they allowed us to go outside. So then I started going on bike rides. And also in between that, I also bought like rollers just to, um, ride on Zwift. Zwift is this thing that, um, lets you compete with other players online. So you pedal, you have your speedometer and your heart rate monitor and stuff connected to your computer. And, uh, you pretty much, you know, it's like an online game, except you're sweating and actually doing all the work instead of pushing buttons. So I was really into that for, for like two months. And then, yeah, we could, we were allowed to go outside and do, do sports outside. So I just jumped outside as soon as possible. Um, but also like looking at this year, um, yeah, I think we were afraid that communication might be difficult in between teams, that it'll be difficult to work on patches projects and actually came out that everybody working at home is communication is super good. Like, we have more meetings, of course, uh, uh, more syncs in between teams, but yeah, it's working. It's working better than we thought. So we're happy and we know we're not going back to the studio till the end of the year for sure. Um, and then we'll see what next year brings, right? Because we don't know how long this Corona stuff will be. Oh yeah. Um, the, these are certainly some uncertain times, certainly uncertain. True that. Uh, you were speaking about communication, and uh, with that being said, I would like to move to the next segment, which is uh, what's happening or what's been happening in Gwent, and the opening question will be about the expansions, because um, we've had three major expansions since three or four, I think three since our last meeting, right? We had the Iron Judgment, we had uh, Emergence of a Fear, mm-hmm. and Master Mirror, and each of these expansions... Yeah was hand- handled differently when it comes to communication and the review campaign. Uh, because yeah. uh, Iron Judgment, mostly handled by the community, then Merchants of Fear dropped absolutely out of nowhere, but everyone by surprise. And then um, the last time around, you actually started to deploy other social media, Facebook, YouTube uh, especially. So um, mm-hmm. how do you feel about it now? And um, do you guys have a preference when it comes to you know handling the marketing side of an expansion? Um, for sure, we like uh, the part with community reveals. Uh, we wanted to try a model in which we actually just drop it out of the blue and see kind of how players react to it. Um, we're also testing options of having multiple like pre-order packs and also from that angle, like what would work best. Uh, what we already know is that um, we, for, for the next expansion, we'll be doing something a little bit different, not when it comes to the marketing model, because I think we'll be sticking to the same thing, like having pre-orders earlier and uh, having, of course, a fully-fledged uh, reveal campaign. But uh, the pre-orders might just look a little bit different than what you're used to. 
And um, I was, was it, we're actually having a meeting um, within the marketing people um, last, I know, yesterday. And I was saying that what I like about our um, pre-order campaign and everything that we're always doing before expansion is that it's ever evolving, that it's always different. Um, and I think we want to keep that going. Um, for sure, like having it out of the blue is okay. Um, but it's not, you get this like, you just drop it, you see the spike and you see people very interested and everything's happening and then it just like drops. And when you have a reveal campaign and you have everything kind of like a slow promotion and beat by beat and, you know, talking about keywords separately and doing teases for it, that you see it gradually go up and it's really, really cool. Cause if you have more like beats, which are causing people to be more interested in the game and your content and whatever you're producing, it's more fun than just doing, you know, you know, we're up here and then boom, we go down and everything goes down. It's like, eh. Yeah, eh. especially when the campaign is um, organized in a certain way, because um, Iron Judgment, people were just re revealing cards left and right without any uh, regards to faction and keywords. There was always a lot of confusion about how this card is going to interact with uh, the other new cards within the faction. Whereas yeah. um, the last time around, everything was, you know, neatly organized. First, you reveal the keywords, then the neutrals, then faction by faction. So I, I think this creates even more of a momentum for, for the campaign. Yeah, yeah, we like that approach and, and, and I want to keep it going. Although I saw that there were some players which had mixed feelings about it because um, I know there's still room for improvement there because uh, we had some cards come out, like we kept them all the way till the end because they were like, in our opinion, super, super cool. And we wanted to have at least, you know, the last reveals, this should be something, the first ones and the last ones, this should be something meaningful. Um, but some players were like, oh, we're missing a couple of cards from Syndicate and Nilfgaard, and they kind of wanted a closed pool already of cards so they can already think about synergies and things like that. Um, so maybe we can make it even better for, for the next one, but the idea is also, I think, to, 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 to stick to faction by faction because if you have like a keyword, which you focus on, and then you have a whole faction which kind of ties into that keyword, then you have this, you know, it all makes sense. Of course, this is only for the players who um really follow what we're doing and the ones that i call hardcore community so those people who have been with us since they're the early like you know closed beta um and you know they pick up everything so it's, it's mainly a nod towards them um and i like yeah i like it instead of just dropping cards however we want uh we're having it in a structured way um and i think also moving forward um we want to keep this thing that community reveals the cards because the expansions there aren't that huge they're always around 70 something cards um and we want to give as many you know content creators and streamers the possibility to reveal their own cards so we want to keep that going and kind of giving a little bit back uh to the community yeah and do you still plan on changing the cards um during the campaign based on the community feedback because we, we've seen that a couple of times. You review the card and some people react it in a very specific way saying, oh, this mm -hmm. is too OP or this is too oppressive or this is too weak. And then you, would guide, you guys would change the numbers accordingly. Is that something you still plan on doing in the future? 
I mean, ideally it would be to um, have cards come out like whenever we're doing a campaign in a way that we don't have to do many changes, but I know that's pretty much almost impossible. Like there will always be some things that we might miss or um, we might start the campaign early, which, which we always do. And then while we get closer to release, after doing more and more testing by the team, and also we consult uh, a couple of players that uh, are part of like the community and you know are, are also pro players and stuff like that. And we talk to them and they sometimes give us some feedback that we're like, okay, maybe we should tweak these cards a little bit more. Um, and that's when the changes happen. Um, but yeah, also a uh, thing that we've been struggling a little bit in the reveal campaign is sometimes there are just errors in, in cards. Like we um we pretty much you know post something um on on social or so it's posted by someone and then it turns out that the values are different so uh, it's a matter of us uh you know talking a little bit more with the designers and kind of keeping one holy document in which we have uh the proper you know power provision and stuff like that because you know a number here or there plus one minus one can change everything fair enough fair enough yeah. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of the expansions, actually, as well, uh, we've also moved from four expansions annually to two expansions and two notable patches. And mm -hmm. what's your take on this approach? And how do you see Gwent content being developed in the future? Um, you know, it, we, we moved to this model because we wanted, first of all, to do a lot of quality of life stuff in the game. Uh, we also wanted to pick up on things um, and introduce a battle pass, which for us is Journey. And Journey itself uh, was, a, was a big project. Like we, we did the first Journey with Geralt, the second one with Siri, and we're working on the third one right now. Um, and, you know, with this, um, we wanted to drop a lot of content there, um, make the progression a little bit fun, uh, more fun for players. And um, our sites are, uh, you know, revamping Arena, which we talked about yesterday, and I think we'll talk about more today. Um, and it's focusing on these things. It's kind of focusing also on the polish, working on uh, the animations, working on um, providing players with more vanities, making the leader models look a lot better, working on all the arts and kind of focusing on the UI. Kind of, you know, I feel uh, and what I've been kind of saying for a long uh, time is that when we started um, and, and after Homecoming, we, we pretty much started with a game that for me was kind of bare bones in some way. Like we had something, but it still was lacking that polish. And I think that polish is yeah. something that we're, that we're introducing right now. And if we keep the cadence of, of four expansions, it's just on the production level, it's crazy. And if we add journey to that, there's just there's just too much things. And I feel like we want to first do all the most important things to kind of have the game in a in a nice stable way, looking looking perfect. And like when we're finally happy with it, I think we can we can then maybe think about changing the cadence, but I feel like two expansions is, is, is enough having also journey in between and also working on, on other things. Um, yeah. because yeah, we have a couple of different ideas. Yeah, well, definitely like dropping some more content rather than just, you know, adding the new cards all the time is definitely makes, makes more sense for now and polishing the game. 
but yeah, so there is still a hope, right? For for example, for those people like you know lusting for more cards, there is still hope that might we might get like the third expansion maybe in the future, right? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I also I also kind of feel like um, that the more content you drop, the more you're kind of causing this imbalance in the game in some way. And uh, we also are kind of known for doing like big overhauls um, for, for expansions or for cards or reworks. And if you have, you know, reworks for cards and you're having new cards come in, I think uh, as a player, uh, if you're not super crazy hardcore into the game, um, you might pretty much, you know, be like, what the hell? This is, this is too much stuff dropping. Yeah. I've, I've been playing this and this is, you know, one day this this gets changed and then they add new stuff and it's like what the hell is going on there's too much there's too much you know chaos here yeah. um yeah but uh, like i said we kind of like the the approach that we always had with Gwen is kind of like we're seeing kind of what the reaction is and and based on that um we're kind of changing things as as we go and i and i like that approach instead of just uh sticking to one way how we do things we're trying to be more adaptive and more agile yeah um you said that uh, uh you know dropping more content and doing these uh, massive overhauls always creates some sort of imbalance and that's that's another thing i would like to talk about um because we've seen that each um content release has also gradually introduced many new cards um whose uh, power output clearly exceeds the established power oh. curve like and and uh, I would like to ask, what's what's your opinion on the points to provision rate in the last twelve months? Is that is that is that the power creep? You know, Reddit is often talking about, or are we just um, trying to reshape the curve to to change these values for all cards in the future? Uh, balance, like for me, it's 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 a hit or miss. Like we're trying to. Um, do things where you know we we have cards come out and the, and and they like I mean whenever you drop an expansion you have to have some cards be a little bit powerful, uh, but then you get to a point where you have to kind of bring them down. The question is where you find that you know that fine in between moment where a card is not too crazy, not uh, but not you know underpowered where it's kind of just you know because we get we get things from players like okay we introduce a card then we change a little bit and they're like oh nerf to the ground nerf to the ground oh, <laughs> literally unplayable you know <laughs> but but yeah i kind of you kind of you kind of get that um and i think it's, it's a difficult question like for me since i'm not a i'm not a game designer for me the most um I like I like when cards when I'm previewing cards and I'm like, well, this is gonna be OP, and they're like, well, maybe I'm like, no, it's actually gonna be OP, and I and I kind of like that. I kind of like that that whenever you're having you know new new stuff come out, you want it to be kind of cool. Like people have been working on the card, the art itself, the animation, the you know everything, and you want it to be kind of you know cool. So yeah, but then you have to kind of you know level it a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, because, because mm -hmm. I remember early homecoming, we had a lot of bronzes that were just, you know, 4 for 4 or maybe 5, 6 for 4 with some sort of condition. And now you look at cards, 7 for 4, in some instances, even yeah. 8, 8 for 4. And, and you know, then you compare them to a lot of existing bronzes and you think like, why would I even play this card if I have another card that gives me twice as many points? 
Yeah, they kind of the, the older cars they kind of get lost. Uh, they can't keep up with uh, with the new stuff. But you know, we always try to kind of go back and and bring those things back up to a new level. Let's say that we kind of introduce. Oh yeah, definitely. I've I've seen that in the last uh, couple of patches because I always uh, I always complain about Nilfgaard bronzes being trash, and then no, <laughs> gradually some of them are go becoming up. better. Though, though you did say, you guys did say that there is some sort of overhaul coming for for the faction. Yeah, well, like we have a couple ideas of what what we want to do. Uh, there's gonna be, I think there's gonna be the the the, the patch that is gonna happen at the end of this month is gonna be uh, interesting. Just just keep artifacts in mind uh, when thinking about the the upcoming patch. But um, yeah, hopefully me and Jason will have the opportunity to 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 do a stream and talk about it, like stream pre-recorded stream. So um yeah i'm excited i'm excited for for that one and uh we always kind of have this approach like um when we start talking uh, at the beginning of the month like okay so we're working on the next patch so most of us are like ah it's good you know it's, it's gonna be just a couple changes and then and then our um then our um gameplay team is like uh we meet mid-month is just well it's actually going to be a little bit more than just a little bit i was like oh well well it's going to be this and this and that and we're like okay <laughs> Get the ready. list keeps growing yeah we're about to drop a bomb <laughs> <laughs> but um we're talking about powerful cards you know cards that redefine the way uh the game is played um we have to discuss both the scenarios and evolving cards because when these new card types were added to the game, they were all over the place. People were playing them constantly. Uh, and then we, we've seen some nerfs, some changes, and do you think yep. uh, we've reached the sweet spot where it's gonna be able for you guys to release more of them? Do you have more evolving cards and more scenarios in the game? I, I feel so. It also depends on um, on the expansions, because with every expansion, I kind of feel like our um, our gameplay team and overall the, the kind of the design that they're thinking about is they want to introduce something new. Uh, that's why we had scenarios first. Then we had uh, the evolving cards, like you mentioned. And moving forward, like we we always want to have something new and interesting. But then, if you think about it, it would be nice to kind of have a bigger pool of these cards, right? So you don't only have uh, a limitation of what was introduced with an expansion, but kind of more cards that kind of play into the same, um, you know, are pretty much the same or have uh, similar mechanics attached to them. So maybe we'll see. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense that uh, you mentioned as well at the beginning that you're trying to, you know, Rather than just dumping more cards into the game, you're trying to create more mechanics, more keywords. And if you compare it to the other card games, you can see that, sure, the other card games are implementing some new keywords, but they are, in much cases, pretty much similar to the previous ones, or they're just, you know, some sort of mutated, um, yeah. taken from the other ones uh, that were previously introduced. And here we have new keywords all the time. This is something new that we need to learn. And yeah, so... I would like to ask you which one is your favorite one right now from the uh, from the ones introduced, and then I'm going to add another one as well. Uh, no, nah, for me the, the the big step for us, uh, I like scenarios in the beginning until until we actually move to to evolving cards. I really like the the idea of a card evolving and actually telling a story in between it. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's for sure. That's my number one. Yeah, this is definitely something that I haven't seen in like any other card games. 
So definitely cool. Although yeah. we had cool we had like we had like ideas for uh, that I also like back in the day. I don't know if we're gonna implement or not. Like the possibility of having like uh, if you order specific cards in a specific way next to each other, they will form this one mega evolution <laughs> uh, into something something cool, or they will trigger ability. Um, of course, we have it if if we have like the Porsodi brothers that synergize with each other. Uh, but we're I'm talking more like you know place one two three and then something something cool happens, right? That that would yeah. be yeah, Exodia. I, I saw um, in in chat. So yeah, yeah. Something, something kind of uh, towards that. I would be excited for something like that as a mechanic, but uh, we'll see what the what the guys uh, decide moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Per personally, happens. I would say uh, that that my favorite will be something much smaller than that. I I, I love devotion. I think it's mm -hmm. a great tool to mm. balance certain mechanics and and, and certain cards. Yeah. I, I even remember I because uh, like we people were always complaining that um, the masquerade ball is oppressive because you you can play it twice. So uh, some people were saying, so why don't you slap devotion on the um, on, on the last chapter? You know, that way you wouldn't be able to play Mada or Oniromancy. And, mm -hmm. you know, the odds of drawing it will be much lower. Yeah, this is also something like, uh, you know, a natural way and a smart way of rotating some cards out, right? You don't need to rotate them out. You just need to put a devotion on it, like limit the number of cards you can use, you know, to uh, activate yeah. something. So, yeah, pretty awesome. And do you think that the devs are going to keep their, their pace? in terms of implementing the keywords or are we going to see some sort of a slowdown at some point because you know uh, it can get complicated i think i think they will uh, to to a point where like you said where it gets kind of like there's too much like yeah. but i feel like in a card game i don't know if, if you get to a point where there is actually actually too much uh, um although if i if i look at card games like like i'll i'll, I'll bring up magic like you have um either like sometimes they do like new mechanics and new cures but for, from the majority of things kind of the stuff that is being played is always pretty much the same like people yeah. will play things um in a certain format as a staple always while some kind of new quirky mechanic mechanics are kind of there in the background they're cool for if you're playing in a limited format or if you're playing i don't know in commander or you know they might uh, hardly ever you get cards that that are good for um, for modern, for example. Um, but you know, I feel like you get to a certain point where you're like, okay, it's enough. But I also feel like for us and uh, looking at our card pool, there is always like room to add a little bit more. Um, and I think the more possibilities, the better in, in our case. What I really like about the new um, keywords is that it allows the older and forgotten archetypes to resurface. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and do you think we'll see uh, more, let's say, neglected or retired archetypes making a comeback? I feel like yes. Um, we've shown that uh, moving forward and we've shown that uh, we're willing to, to do some stuff uh, with weather, with uh, bringing you know, more wild hunt stuff to the game, which I was super excited for and kind of resurfacing stuff that we used to have back in the game and kind of rebranding it and putting it back together so it's so it's playable again. 
and let's say it was totally up to you, right? Let's say Jason goes on vacation for a year and you are in charge. Which archetypes would you like to see being played and being implemented again? Cool. Uh, old reveal. Oh, my <laughs> man. And old Spellatel. Old Spellatel. Oh, sure. yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. I, I would oh, also uh, add Swapatel. Swapatel was just such a cool idea. Yeah. And maybe, maybe, maybe resilient dwarfs too, like those crazy high point oh, swings. Yeah, oh, yeah. They were, they were so oppressive. And also, <laughs> someone, someone mentioned in chat Mulligan, um, Skoyatel. I would yeah, love Swapatel. to have that back Swapatel. again. Yeah. Yeah. Swapatel was awesome. Like you were just mulliganing stuff. And oh, it was good. Bring yeah, back especially, water, especially. Though. What did you say, Villa? Yes. Bring back wardens. Exactly. Oh no, 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 yeah. no! <laughs> I remember this deck with um, the big boy Elias. You know, when he would boost himself whenever he would go to the deck, or whenever he would draw. I don't remember exactly what the wording was. Some <laughs> people, people would play him and Geralt of Rivia all the time. Yeah. Oh, that was such a cool concept. And you yeah. Know, but the odds of bricking were also very, very high. The, the risk of playing that deck was significant, especially early on before before um, the create nerfs, because a lot of create cards then were translated into into Mulligan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were cool, and yeah, LAS used to used to get boosts uh, every mm -hmm. time you you were swapping cards, so it was fun. And then. Actually, on, on that note, what is the reason why, why we don't see Reveal anymore? Because, of course, Reveal existed in a certain shape after Homecoming, but it was not what people expected it to be. People still expected yeah. to see your opponent's hand and interact with your opponent's hand rather than you know just randomly re review cards in their deck. I think we got to a point where we thought that the mechanic is, is, is not really, really cool and it's kind of, kind of oppressive in some way um and i remember there was this uh, that, that we got to a point where we thought okay is this really an archetype or is this just some some uh quirky thing that is not 100 percent you know working like like we want to and on the other hand we were also getting like players like what the hell is this how like my how can my opponent see my hand and they can predict every play and um and sequencing of cards like if you know what your opponent is playing you can pretty much think of sequencing or what he or she is going to do uh so you're like okay maybe this is this is not the way to go so the guys are like okay let's 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 not let's not use it for some time but i don't know like there was this idea to to uh bring uh um, other abilities back and i think uh if something is cool and i think that when players really want it then we can try to find a way to bring it back in some way yeah, it would be really cool. It was one of the archetypes that um, were very visible for new players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For new players, they, were, they did not know what was going on. And it was, like, super impressive for them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, but you know, if, if you were a new player and playing Reveal, it was really nice to learn yeah. the game that way. Yeah, yeah, because you're pretty much it's like it's like, you know, you, you're, you're seeing, okay, my opponent is playing this. Oh, okay, so this works with this. It's like watching a stream, pretty much. <laughs> More or less, yeah. Stream sniping. Yeah, but you don't get the color commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, you know, in some cases, actually, bringing back the archetypes um, means bringing back the old leaders as well. And I saw that the team is taking that path and implementing the new leaders or just, uh, you know, uh, revisiting the older leaders 
to bring back the old archetypes. Is that the thing that uh, the dev team is like planning to continue doing? And what do you think about the reworks of of these leaders? Um, I it was a it was a funny thing because um, I knew that I think Jason had a big play in this that we wanted to change the. Uh, the leader abilities and 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 he he told me one day he's like you know what you know you see these leader abilities like this one this one this one I'm like yeah he's like like well we're we're gonna rework the hell out of them like, <laughs> but first he was like no we're gonna remove them from the game I'm like Jason we can't just remove and not not give something back he's like well maybe you're right but we need to do something about them <laughs> it was like straight up we need to do something about it um and uh, it was something that was that, that that was agreed and kind of uh put to the to the gameplay team and i think they re- did a really good job and they, the idea kind of to to re- redo these was uh to make the game more fun and also like you said bring back um like older archetypes and i and i think and i think we succeeded with that I was actually, to be honest, I was expecting a lot more backlash for such a big um, uh, change. I know that there are some abilities that we did not touch, and 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 of course we we did this not because uh, we felt that uh, we cannot but, or we should not yet, or but we wanted to first focus on the ones that were kind of eh, that were either um, too crazy um or just w- w- our first priority wasn't like oh this one's boring we'll change it was was more towards the ones that felt like they were kind of um you, you know not working as intended or kind of not not too cool to, uh, or too fun to play against so um so we started uh, at that um but yeah like i like i um just remember it was funny that jason kind of saying like ah oh, we're removing this <laughs> like, oh, <yeah. laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think that removing anything from the game permanently is a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Mean, to be honest, in my opinion, you could remove stockpile, the leader ability is completely useless. <laughs> Nobody would notice. <laughs> like Yeah. I, I think that's probably one just wink wink. Uh, yeah, or, or you know, certain the... cards like if, if Combat Engineer yeah. didn't exist, I, I don't think anyone would notice for the first couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know, speaking of reworking leaders or adding new leaders, as was the case in April, I think, uh, it also gives you the opportunity to bring back the old art. You know, in yeah. like in in the form of, in in the form of actual cards. Is that something we are gonna see more of? Because we've seen a couple of them returning as cards. For example, mm-hmm. Eridin, and then and then you know, last time around we got a couple more like Morven, like Woody. Dana, is that something we are gonna uh, see the next content patch or the next expansion? I mean, we're seeing simply that players were saying that they want those cards back in some way, and and we took that into account. Like they're like, oh, we want the leader uh, cards to come back in some form uh, because they meant a lot to them. And we also are kind of thinking that uh, this has been a reoccurring theme since the beginning. Uh, of the game itself, when we were kind of um, removing stuff or, or some some arts would disappear from the game, that we would bring them back later in in a revamped way. So, and we always had this motto that if we have some art in the game, and even if it disappears, it will sooner or later come back because we always try to recycle and reuse all the work that we have. Like we won't be 
you know, scrapping something and getting rid of it and never coming back to it because it would be a shame not to have that stuff kind of come back. And I know people are going to be mentioning Dagon probably soon. <laughs> oh, actually, oh, actually, yeah, it happened. <laughs> yeah, it happened. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's a tradition. Yeah, it's either it's either it's either uh, Dagon or Golden Necker, like two, <laughs> two oh, number yeah. one uh, topics always coming back. Um, but yeah, like if we have something, then we always want to we always want to bring it back. Um, we can't talk about the leaders without mentioning leader skins, which inevitably leads us to the topic of journey. How do you like the concept so far? And I, I guess that's a question for all of you guys. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like it personally. Having Geralt with a frying pan going around kicking people is great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I like it. It's obviously just cosmetics in the end, doesn't really affect the gameplay that much. But, um, you know, I think it adds nice flavor to the game. So I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, not only like the flavor, right? But there is another incentive to just log in play the game right do some yeah. contracts and get something for it right so yeah it's definitely motivating right now i feel yeah. like uh using this concept from the other games as well especially like the fps games right um yeah it, it works for for gwent as well yeah exactly that's that's what i wanted to mention uh you know before if if we had some sort of a uh draft going on like you know, not really a lot of content and you would consider maybe not playing for a while. Now you always find a reason, like every week, to play at least a couple of games to uh, to get these quests and, and the vanities. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the ocean's yeah. kicking in. Yeah, I really liked the ability to introduce customizable leaders because uh, that was something that we had in mind. But we really didn't know how to kind of introduce it in a way that would be cool. And I feel like here, having this ongoing progression, you are able to uh, collect these things. And if you if you like a certain vanity or a certain sword or a certain aura or whatever, you know pretty much um, what spot you want to hit on the on the, on the journey. If if you're a collector, you just want everything. So um, it also gave us the possibility just to, you know, work a lot uh, just on vanities itself. So kind of just working on vanities and having, like, we have a dedica dedicated team, which always has super cool ideas on what, what they want to bring and, and introduce. And we're like, yeah, customizable leaders, that would be something awesome. And, and having iconic characters like Geralt and, and now Siri um is is going to be interesting although when i like i already know what the next journey is going to be about like i know what the character will be i i know that um <laughs> players like totally are not getting it right so it'll be it'll be a nice surprise and i see oh nice. i want to see the, the the reaction um but yeah like like i i feel like what you guys said it gives you some additional um incentive to, to play the game on a daily basis and kind of uh grind it out i know that the first one was um uh with gerald like there were some improvements and we've seen players like hit level 100 like super super quick that's why we kind of worked on the progression for the for the second one um to kind of you know give uh like the possibility to go above level 100 
Um, I'm gonna fi fish for leaks here because you said you love the idea of all leaders being customizable. All leaders. Is that something we can expect in the future? Not only <laughs> the special skins we get in the journey, but also you know, regular leaders having, having their own vanities that you can equip? That's a tough one. I mean, <laughs> whew. Uh, that'd be... you brought it up. That'd be crazy. Like, <laughs> that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Well, that'd be cool, though. I don't know. I don't know. I, that, that means going back and redoing, like, preparing stuff for the ones that already exist. Oh, wow. No, that's, that's maybe, that's maybe a, too extensive. But um, for, for normally for the, for the ones uh, that um, are already in the game, we're kind of working on different skins for them, right? So we're kind of introducing skins from time to time for, for the existing leaders. As for journey, we're trying to keep that to a character and then the option to customize a character. But moving forward, we'll see. We'll see. It's hard to say what the what the future will hold. Although it's a it's an interesting concept to have it for all leaders. I don't even know why I said that, but <laughs> yeah, like, like totally, totally, just out of the blue. You you didn't think about <laughs> it. Uh, it. It was not totally. planned at all. <laughs> um, another thing you said is you know what the character of the next journey is gonna be, so that indicates a single character, right? Because I know okay. that Jason on one on, on his of his rare stream said that that you guys are thinking or at, the, at at that point were thinking about doing a mage journey because like people some people want Yennefer, but then you didn't want um, the team Trace to feel uh, left out. <laughs> So uh, it's it's something you consider. That's that's what Jason implied. Nobody it's... cares about Team Trust, though. True, heard it here first. Yeah, yeah. It's just like in other news, water is wet. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, no, but I think having it like having a story attached to it and having it uh, revolve around one main character i think is 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 funner than just having multiple stuff because if you look at um you either do it for one character and you have a lot of cool stuff attached to that character or you have multiple characters and some customization to each and one of them and i think you would be you would get into a place where you're kind of limited into the amount of stuff that you can that you can you know add to one to one um character in this case so, I mean, with leaders and having them as, as, as models in the game, it would be really cool just to have this focus where you go one by one. So have, going one by one, you're able to do this like whole package for one leader and then um, move to the next one. So, yeah, I think that's that's. that's and it. are there any, like, even the smallest things uh, regarding the next few journey cycles that you can share with us today? Uh, come again? Are there any anything any things even the smallest things regarding the next few journey cycles that you can share with us today or it's all we, you know classified right now? Well, like uh, I think uh, I think this weekend, if I'm not mistaken, we're halfway through series journey. So then, uh, we're, I mean, we're already working on the on the next journey, so uh, we know what it's gonna be, and I think. When it comes to the cycle and the cadence of these coming out, like one, we want to keep going the way it is. Um, it's always difficult to, to to know what we're gonna do in the off journey period, because that's the that's the time where I feel like players have um, kind of this time, this downtime, 
and they kind of feel like, okay, it would be nice to, to have something in between, but um, we're going to think how to, how to address that for sure. Uh, we had Gaunter's Ultimate Challenge uh, previously, which I was happy, but um, we weren't exactly happy with the faction challenges and their engagement. Um, so we're looking into different ways how we can um, you know, introduce something similar or keep that going, but in a refreshed, let's say, way. Um, because like for us, the most important thing is, is to give players a lot of new, new, or even not, if not new, but interesting content that they can play around with and have multiple options instead of just, you know, uh, having a downtime where they're kind of like, oh, what am I supposed to do? Well, there's not much to do. Well, then I'll just log off and do something else. So, or, or play something different. And we, we like to have stuff that keeps players engaged. I think as, as every game out there on the market, you want to have your player base engaged. Yeah. And, and what do you think? Like we have a question in chat here. What do you think about extending the journey maybe for an extra month to make them back to back? Does it make uh, sense or not really? In a way, I feel like yes, but you kind of uh, you get to a point where you get a lot of players already completing it earlier. Um, and you and then I feel like even if we extended, then maybe you know for other players it'd be good to catch up. But I think they're they're designed in a way where you're supposed to complete it, and then we're working on the implementation of a new one, and the new one comes in. Just um, just a matter of finding kind of this seamless transition from one to mm -hmm. another, which is which is difficult. Yeah. Um, you, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I want to say that you probably also have um, the data regarding the you know player retention. There yeah, is gonna yeah. be a point where when we are gonna talk about diminishing returns, like if you keep the journey going on for this long, less yeah. people are gonna be interested. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You get, like I said, you get to a point where you know a lot of players already are done with it, and then you have uh, some some players that are kind of uh, not catching up, and they might not even like catch up. But yeah, you see the kind of the interest going a little bit down, and then that's when you're supposed to be introducing something new, something fresh to keep. Uh, players going, yeah, yeah, makes sense. And what about the uh, microtransactions in general and the pricing of the journey, for instance? Do you think that uh, the team is headed the right direction right now when it comes to that? Um, I think so. Like it's it's something that uh, like when it comes to pricing of everything that we have in the game, like we are always uh, whenever we issue something we're kind of testing the ground and kind of seeing the reaction and kind of we can tell by the numbers that we have if something is performing or it's uh too pricey or um if maybe we should be doing something more with it like um like you guys mentioned the board on the bridge of the yoruga um for that one we we added a little bit stuff on top of it so additional vanities that you can earn just um, and I, whenever we were thinking about that, it's like we want to do something more than just have the board come out. Um, and I think it gave additional incentive to players to, you know, um, to have something on top instead of just buying a vanity and that's it. Um, so I, I, we always want everyone who's purchasing our stuff to kind of, I think this, this, this is kind of a core value in whatever we do as a company. It's like, uh, you can see this throughout all our products. It's like whenever we have something, we want it to uh, 
feel like players, you know, got their share of what they paid for. Like they got, you know, a, a full package instead of something that they're not 100% happy. And yeah. whenever there are any complaints about pricing and stuff like that, we take those things very seriously and then we adjust moving forward. So, and I think we'll always keep doing that. Um, well, I mean, like when it comes to, to the journey, for example, the value is just insane, I would say. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, was, I would yeah. be thinking about even increasing the price for the journey because it's like <laughs> too, way too cheap. <laughs> Yeah, but you you also don't want to get to a point where it's uh, too much, right? You get yeah. to a point where it's just too crazy, um, and we want to we want to totally avoid overpricing stuff. Yeah, because yeah. if you overprice it, then um, you'll have to adjust the price for certain markets, and then yeah. people will try yeah. to find loopholes to buy the journey, you know, in the other market rather than their own uh, for a cheaper price. So uh, in, in the end, you know, having lower price, but exactly the same for everyone is, is the right yeah. move, i think it's 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 so difficult trust me to um have similar pricing in, a, in all regions due to like the conversion rates on multiple different platforms like if you look at uh google or apple they have their own conversion rates and uh gog has their own and always trying to find that balance in between these things it's it's always difficult and to hit like every uh, every market with with a similar price is is, is just imp almost impossible, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I would like to yeah. uh, focus on the selection of vanities a little bit more, um, because one argument that I see a lot uh, is why don't we have more leader skins, boards, etc. from Brombreaker? It's right there. Um, it feels like it's like there. Um, on the one hand, on the other hand. Uh... You kind of like even if you look at the bridge, the Yaruga bridge board, like that thing was revamped to to match the current Gwent, like to have additional animation. If you look at uh, still Thronebreaker, it's kind of it feels like it's a year behind uh, or at least two years behind of what we're doing currently in Gwent. So it needs to be reworked. It needs to be revamped. It needs to have additional animation. So it needs additional work and you get to a point where you're taking something and you have to revamp it. So you're, it's sometimes we feel like, why revamp something when we can try to introduce something totally new, which for us is more fun instead of digging up some old stuff and then trying to you know polish it to make it fit our standard of what we're introducing currently to the game. And I think um, that's right. Speaking of which, I know that it's technically difficult to realize, but what about more audio? Because people often, Maybe maybe are not complaining, but are suggesting it would be cool to have uh, new audio coming with every new board. Because um, let's let's be honest, mm -hmm. the the Gwent audio hasn't been changed since Homecoming. Yeah, it's something that's on our radar. Um, that and also adding some additional animations to cards dropping on boards. Like we want to, we want cards which are legendaries to have a better feel. And we're talking about. Uh, uh, you know, visual effects as well as sound effects. So this is this is kind of our part of our you know polish that we're adding uh, to 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 the game. Um, we actually have a, a team that is responsible for it, and then the the team's like code name is Diamond, and they are pretty much responsible for for working on uh, you know making the visuals better and making um, the, the the sound effects better. So whenever you're playing the game. And whenever you're dropping cool cards or whatever, you have a new board come out, 
everything is like, you know, feels like it's super, super um, done to a super, super high level instead of just being like, okay, this is an awesome, cool character. Blop goes down the board. <laughs> like, yeah. wow. And I have to say, Team Diamond is doing an exceptional job right now. Like the the yeah, shoot animation, the purify, it just looks so good. Yeah, yeah, and and then that's that's just the beginning of of what we have in store. And I've I've seen some some of the things that they're working on. Um, so I think I think overall we want more of that. We want more of that, and we also uh, are thinking of ways uh, how to speed up the game when it comes to animations and stuff like that to make it more dynamic. Uh, but I think we'll we'll get to that when we're talking about esports because it kind of ties in, you know, having the game more dynamic and kind of the people watching it like they want something cool uh instead of something that feels like just roping and stale um and also from a from a viewer standpoint i mean everybody likes when there's stuff exploding and there's like awesome music and they're like oh this is fun to play instead of just like like i said play a card blop that's it it's like, oh, um okay. there's a couple of quick blitz questions regarding that that i would like to ask um the first one being uh when it comes to new boards or maybe even existing boards can we expect more cool stuff like uh for example you know i think it's a griffin a griffin flying over the board the new one that you can buy in store uh but but you would mean these kind of additional effects happening on the board as, yeah. as purchasable items in a way yeah, both, both. Like if, if you are planning to do that. Mm, we, I mean, we were once thinking, but we don't know how we feel about it yet to have uh, like these things as purchasable. We, we might think about it, like having additional um, VFX and stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a difficult question because we haven't reached kind of an agreement if we want to do something like that. But for sure, we want to keep... Um, having like interesting Easter eggs or things happening on boards, like portals mm -hmm. opening, like we have in one of the boards or kind of more yeah. things going on on it. Um, because it feels then that it's like, it's alive, right? Instead of just being something, something flat and static. And the, the second question is going to be, um, we have this new Francesca model. Do you plan on revamping the, the regular ones as well? You bring uh... it up to the same standard? I mean, um, it would be good, but as you've seen with all the leader models, we're kind of slowly behind the scenes revamping them. Like uh, if you look at what we did to Svalblood, uh, he got a he got an upgrade, and and we're kind of going one by one and kind of checking also what players are saying that they're not too happy with, or they're pointing us towards a a, a certain model that could be done a little bit better, and then we're taking those into account. I think we also have. Um, uh, I've been like having this uh, spreadsheet with uh, with the art team when it comes to cards uh, that their animations are kind of uh, subpar or kind of the animations feel like they have some glitches. So we're also been tracking that and and then and working on those cards to kind of uh, bring them back to their glory, let's say. So the kind of polishing is 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 constant. It's a constant ongoing process, and it's something that we can do in between. Um, uh, to to make everything look pretty much up to the same standard as the new stuff that we're introducing. We've been talking a lot about revamping things, and mm -hmm. <clears throat> incidentally, yesterday you announced we are revamping the arena mode. Oh yeah, 
It's been um, a long serious time. Serious announcement. Coming. A lot of people were waiting for that because as we talked uh, about it before the podcast, Arena is not very popular right now. And my question would be, what more about the new drop mode can you tell us? Because incidentally, we have a very raw sketch of the deck building process. Yes. So um, um, do you mind walking us through what we see on the screen right now? Um, so what you're seeing is pretty much uh, kind of an early version mock-up of what we're trying to do introduce with uh, the new mode. I mean, it's not going to be called Arena anymore. It's going to be called Draft. Um, so our idea is to bring down the, the current um, Arena that we have because, like you said, it's not a mode that is working how we would well, like want it to, and uh, the player engagement isn't that good. Um, so we're trying to make it a simple, simple draft where you um, you get cards in threes. So you get like here, of course, these are the names are um, provisional, so thinning, offensive, and tribal. So you can choose which 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 uh, three cards you want added to your deck in this case. And uh, you separately um, also choose um, you choose these, so that's uh, so that's eight times three uh, when it comes to card sets. Uh, you choose your leader ability once, and you um, you choose your core legendary card that's going to be you know what your deck is based around, and you get one choice of a stratagem. Um, and based upon these things, you build your own deck. Uh, so there's like 11 choices in the in the whole draft, uh, and whatever you choose, kind of ties into what is happening moving 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 forward. Um, so the cards that you are seeing later after doing a specific choice kind of tie into what what was happening before. Uh, so we are trying to make things more, you know, having a lot more synergy in the game itself, um, but. You know when it when it comes uh, to how this is going to work, we're still kind of working on it. Um, what's really cool is like Jason um, jumped into the role of actually working on the bare bones of this. He's doing a lot of programming and sitting code to make this stuff work, and he's been just updating us from time to time. Where where he, um, you know, uh, jumps in and is like. Oh, I just uh, where it was able to create a crazy deck that had multiple things uh, kind of working with each other and synergizing, and um, yeah, this is this is a mode that um, hopefully will be able to also uh, have in the game in a, in a be more available to 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 a wider amount of players. Like we're thinking about dropping um, the the arena tickets. Uh, and we just we just wanted to feel like uh like uh, yeah like someone mentioned three roaches that's that's yeah. also that's also a deck that 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 happened um when when Jason was testing so I mean we wanted to feel more like a draft but like a draft that has some type of synergy with it because I feel like what Arena had was one of it I mean has one of its big problems is that you sometimes draft cards and you put them into your deck but you don't you don't see the synergy and you just will go and opt for the card that has the highest power just to get numbers on the board but then there's no interaction and it's kind of like okay um and i feel like 
Arena being a limited format is something that will be cool for players that um, are not about to, you know, cookie cutter um, meta decks that you have to play and, you know, that uh, are, you know, you, you're not super competitive, but you want to play for the crazy broken interactions and for the fun of it. So... Uh, that's it. Uh, someone's asking if it's going to be still nine wins. Uh, I feel like it's going to be less than nine, but I can't remember from the top of my head. I would have to uh, get into the to document. Uh, but that's the overall idea. Like we're 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 revamping this mode and and kind of uh, want to keep uh, moving moving forward with this. Uh, like we issued the statement yesterday where we said that we're going to do it. Uh, that um, we also, when we have an overall idea of the mode and like, I mean, the idea we have when we have a early version of the game, we want to do an, uh, an open beta for it. So we want a lot of players to test it and kind of uh, give their feedback uh, and kind of, you know, tell us like if they, if they like this or what they would change or but also based on that, We'll have a lot of players playing it. We'll get a lot more stats and kind of see um, how they are liking the game. Um, one thing, um, so I don't spoil everything, you can expect a detailed rundown of uh, what we liked, what we dislike about the mode, and uh, what the new one is going to introduce uh, quite soon. And uh, I know that um, Jason is working on a, uh, in between, is working on a document kind of explaining. Uh, where our thoughts were uh, on the process of introducing this mode. Um, so that should give you a really good uh, overall general overview uh, what the mode is about and how I want to proceed forward. Yeah. Um, some time ago, you guys said that when thinking about this idea of reworking Arena, you want to change the leaders, right? Because many leaders just won't have any kind of synergy in arena whatsoever. Is that still mm -hmm. is that still the plan? Do you still want to introduce some sort of arena leader type? We'll see about that. Nothing that I can share right now if it's happening or not. Like I don't want to give you a yes or a no. Uh, because I I fully don't have the knowledge with regards to that, but um we'll see. Uh what about the pricing? Is it still gonna be one fifty? Like I said, like I said, we want to drop the idea of having tickets to get into the mode. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I must have missed that. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> Sometimes yeah. happens. Like I'm I'm writing all these things down and then I'm just like, wait, did I miss something? <laughs> um. Yeah. That's that's a cool idea because I think one of the main problems of Arena is rerolling. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you if you if you build something and 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 you're not content with it and you want to um you want to move forward and you're kind of like okay i don't i don't want to play this but then i want to reroll quickly and build something new and jump into the games well i was like okay i i, I can't because i need to spend more on it so eh. yeah. um quick follow-up question on the uh ticket idea uh me and hesser we uh we did a couple of give giveaways in another card game and the devs gave us the opportunity to give away um, draft tickets. Is that something mm -hmm. you also plan uh, on, on implementing in the future? 
Um, nothing that we were thinking about, to be honest, to having like uh, giveaways for, 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 for tickets. I don't know. Not, 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 doesn't, doesn't feel like something that we would be doing. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's something interesting. You mentioned that uh, it's rather for the players who feel that they are not so competitive and they want to like play a fun mode rather than, you mm -hmm. know, just compete with people. But yeah, the people in chat are asking here as well if, is there going to be some sort of a competitive side of the arena? Maybe like, you know, like inviting another player to play with you, like playing small BO3 mm -hmm. or something like that? Difficult to say right now. Like we first want to um, rebuild it, bring it back in the current, like in the form it was, and then see how, what the engagement is and if we can build upon of it. So that's that's something that I can say for sure. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> um, Villa, you as a competitive player, your thoughts on this new draft mode? I mean, honestly, it looks from this look, it looks pretty good. Um, although, to be completely honest. Uh, I haven't been playing Arena a lot, and I don't think if it's not really gonna have any competitive side to it, I'm not gonna. Um, but from what it looks like now, it definitely looks like an improvement and a much more. Um, it looks like it's gonna be a much more enjoyable uh, game mode yeah. than what it is right now. Yeah, there were questions about also like uh, equipping cosmetics. Like we want you ha to have the ability to equip your cosmetics in the arena because it's something that in the current version you don't you don't have that option. And when we mm. don't like that, like we want players to show off the stuff that they have, um, because I think like even if you think about it, if, if a player has some cool cosmetics and he or she is showing it off, other players see it. That leads to more purchases. That leads to uh you know keeping the lights on for us and keeping us going so i think it explains itself yeah, yeah. absolutely more revenue yeah. means uh more future content so true exactly go spend that money guys <laughs> <laughs> exclamation right. giveaway <laughs> <laughs> moving on because uh, yeah so... we have some more leaks right yeah so uh well before we end this segment right there's a couple of seemingly random questions we'd like mm -hmm. to ask. So the first one would be the Witcher-themed artwork that was leaked. Is there anything that you could share with us about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, there was some stuff leaked. Might appear, might not appear in the game. We don't know. <laughs> right. You might see it one day, you might not see it. Why were the Witchers? What's it tied to? I don't know. Yeah, because because I think me and Hesser, we talked about it, didn't we? Yeah. Um, uh, and our idea was you don't add something like that to the game for no reason. You add it <laughs> for it to be found. Or if someone makes a mistake. Yeah. Added by mistake. Uh, yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't exclude it that. It's, it's a possibility. But come on, Pavel. You are here once a year. You can give us something more. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. I gave you draft already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you run in travel... If you if you run into travel with Jason, I'm, I'm gonna talk to him. Maybe maybe we can, you know. Ah, uh, Jason's really it. really cool and very chill about these things. So, um, I'm we're we're happy. I'm I'm happy to have him as a as a game director because um, yeah, he doesn't get too crazy. For us, it's it's always worse. Like if you think about um, having stuff uh, in, in the game leak, it's always like oh man, 
because you know it, it, it ruins your whole you know campaign your whole plans and kind of the, the secrecy and then if you're if you're teasing stuff or trying to reveal stuff people are like oh i already saw this or <laughs> oh i already had this spoiled and that's why i that's that's why i don't like spoilers yeah. I like i yeah. like controlled controlled leaking because that's 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 cool and fun um but uncontrolled stuff is is not fun and and whatever whatever these things that i'm seeing on the screen are this this was not controlled for sure and i don't even know what this is yeah i've never, seen, I've never seen it before <laughs> okay let's not push it let's not push let's it. not push it. but there is there is something regarding to artwork that we need to ask and oh, it's yeah. actually a follow-up regarding the previous episode with anna Dvorna because she said there is still two remaining cards that she designed, that she illustrated, that haven't been released. And she's very eager to know when that is going to happen. I have no idea. If you look at our art pool, there's so many arts that have not been released, but are there mm. from so many artists that, I don't know, it's, it, it, it's always, we're always thinking about including specific art tied to a specific expansion or a theme that we have going or um you know when we're also thinking about um introducing um you know new uh keywords or kind of new synergies or kind of a new unit type like we have all these arts available and we kind of are pulling from different directions it's like let's mix these things up and, and have them going because if you think about it, sometimes you might have a theme of an expansion, uh, but it's hard to have like six factions uh, um, participate in one same event. So you need yeah. to have and adjust things so it kind of makes makes sense all together. Um, so it's, it's I don't know when her arts will, will, will come into the game, but, but for sure, most of the stuff that's super, super polished that we have sooner or later makes its way into the game. So... It might happen soonish or laterish. We'll see. <laughs> Soon TM. Soon TM. Soon TM is the is the name of the game. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we have more or less half an hour left, so I think it's a good moment to move on to the next segment, which is competitive Gwent. Um, last time you were on the show, it was a very difficult time for competitive players. Oh, it was yeah. in the middle of the uh, drought period, and people just didn't know. What's happening? When are we getting more news? And back then you said season two is happening because it has to. But mm -hmm. um, looking back at that time, are there things that you wish um, had been done differently in terms of communication? For sure. I mean, when I look at overall the communication that we do, I always see room for improvement. It's never like that we're 100% content and I think it plays into all aspects of, of the game itself like we always see things to improve and things that we can make better uh, but yeah I, I feel like uh, it was it was difficult because we ourselves were kind of waiting for uh, a green light from kind of upstairs as to when we can proceed and move forward with 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 some of the ideas that we have like um vlad already had a, a overview and an idea of what season two was supposed to look like and we we're kind of just um you know waiting to go with it but then there were things that we we're considering when it comes to like budgeting and stuff like that um you know or how we can maybe 
like we changed the formula a lot if you think about it based on what we had in the in the, in the previous season we have uh qualifiers two qualifiers coming in top top 60 and top 64 um you have uh additional crowdfunding from uh players so they are able to contribute to the final prize pool so and i think we got into a point now where we're happy with the format and we want to keep it going that way but at that time we did not know how we want to proceed further like we had some ideas but we also were kind of thinking how to make esports sustainable for us because um we want to keep esports going before because we feel that Gwent is a cool competitive game and we have a lot of competitive players and we started and we jumped into esports like a little bit too early and we jumped in guns blazing um because we jumped in with challengers and castles and and, and mines and stuff like that oh. and <laughs> it was cool in the beginning but it wasn't very sustainable like it was just uh spending too much of daddy's uh pocket money um and uh, and and also if you if you look at it like uh the formula of those opens and opens leading to challengers was was okay but you weren't really getting you know players like new players coming into the game and i feel like now taking players from ladder and then letting them qualify for the event is more fun and of course brings uh more new faces and fresh faces although you also have you know players who are super consistent and it also awards them coming into to it but uh moving forward like if we can keep this going i also would like to introduce um in the future some crazy invitationals for example um or having or you just invite uh players to kind of come in and play um or to have uh tournaments with some quirky crazy different modes maybe i mean we want to keep it we want to keep it going but uh i mean what we've learned from esports and we also learned it this year it's it's difficult to to keep the momentum going for it um and it's difficult to to um keep it going especially in a global pandemic um and we we still are having these ongoing discussions in, in between us and then the whole team is what we're going to do with the, with the finals because we have finals for season one, which we've never done. Um, which is actually funny because um, I remember back in March, we had all the paperwork signed um, with, with, uh, with the, the place where we were going to hold the whole thing. Um, we had players stacked up and ready almost like we're figuring out all the, all the stuff how to how to get especially players from china uh into uh, into into warsaw and stuff like that and we we're almost there and then everything crashed down and we were supposed to stay at home and you know um poland as a country was closed down so no travel into it and yeah we got you know we got into a point where we're like okay we're screwed pretty much so we still don't know what to do with season one. Uh, we know that with season two, since we did all of it online, that we want to keep it going. Um, and the thing is, like, we're also thinking of ways how to make esports more fun to watch. Because if you look at last open, uh, if you look at the, the the first matches and from the you know top players that were roping, it was like, oh, okay, it was slow. 
But then we had some fresh faces and some guys were playing the game super, super fast. And it was a lot more fun to watch. Oh yeah, and the and, Red Rain. Yeah, and when yeah, and Red having Red Rain there where he was like he um because if you look at card game card game players overall, they're they're not they're they're like poker players most of the time. They're not they don't show much emotion, right? They're not very expressive yeah. in a way. <laughs> and then you had someone who's like super crazy. Yeah, you know, very like, emotional. Oh, and very emotional and in the last open we also saw you know a game being thrown pretty much um and it was cool it was cool to see those things and and i think those things kind of get embedded more in your mind than just watching you know two players play and rope every turn and play <laughs> the card and thinking about it so yeah i, I agree the latest open was 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 super super fun um but we're thinking of ways what we can do maybe in the game itself to make it more dynamic in a way um of course one thing is having additional visual effects that's one thing the other thing would be um to maybe thinking how we can um address the timer itself um and maybe do some changes there i know it's a bold idea but it's, it's been something that creeped up on our radar recently. Um, so there, there's like a couple ways how we can, what we can do. And I think esports overall for us will always be important, but we need to think how we, how we can sustain it and keep it going simply. I have, I have a couple of comments and even more questions. Mm -hmm. um, the first comment, totally unrelated, or maybe, maybe a little bit, because you see, you know, regarding your spending and the quote unquote castles and shit, <laughs> it reminded it reminded me of young athletes, yeah, young professional athletes. You know, signing their first contract and you know spending money at the club, buying new cars and stuff like that, <laughs> making a lot of noise. That that was Gwen back in the day. That was Gwen back in the day. You know, yeah. and, then, and then the accountant on the first floor <laughs> came up and said, "Guys, this is not gonna fly." No, I mean, if if you think about it, like you 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 know. If you want this circuit to keep on going, you need to you need to sustain it. And then I think it, in a natural evolution of this will be that it will start growing and growing and becoming its own thing. And uh, once it does, then you can go crazy with it, right? Um, but like having all like having these big initiatives and renting castles for the weekend and stuff like that, it's it's pricey stuff. So maybe focus more on you know having like the core of the game and everything set up and going and then start adding the sugar on top let's say um another minor question you said um that you consider adding alternate tournament modes and let's say you organize something like that would it be would it receive the open treatment with casters and some studio presence stuff like that or more like just um the partners tournament so it is online. You can watch it, but without you know all the jingles and and, and yeah, I, and whatnot. If I was ever thinking about like uh, adding something cool on top of it, it would be cool for it to have uh, full exposure, so people can watch this uh, stuff and kind of get their feedback if they like it. Uh, and uh, you know, if you have uh, something on, like if you have, I don't know. Players can only play with bronzes, although the, I don't know if that would work in Gwent itself. <laughs> um, or you just have, I don't know, fully decked uh, you know, decks with gold cards or whatever. 
that would be that would be just fun to watch uh, as a viewer. From the viewer perspective, I think it's something new, something fresh and interesting. And now I would like to give it a little bit more exposure so people can actually see it and react to it and 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 kind of get get feedback on it. Um, but um, I think I lost my train of thought. Uh, uh, uh. Just like Kalkstein. Yeah. <laughs> I was lost in thought. If you played the Wish yeah. One, you know what's up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, what was the question? <laughs> um, yeah, the question was if you know those custom tournaments would receive the open treatment yeah. with casters, yeah, so... with the whole scene and whatnot. Yeah, I would like that. I would like that. To, to put in short, I would like that, but we'll see. It's good that you also mentioned the uh, partners tournament because uh, we soon will be most likely announcing the next one. And I'm happy that we're keeping that going because it's a nice filler in between um, the opens that we're doing. And I like that it gives back so much to the community. Um, and yeah, we just need to think of ways how we can uh, give it a little bit of more uh exposure and kind of more visibility apart just from um the players themselves streaming that so kind of having a way of casting that except the finals maybe that that we did previously where i think it was um it was ryan and jason um casting casting the final which was fun and 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 uh we want to keep something like that going for sure so giving back to partners for sure is is is, is a must i feel um speaking of casters maybe maybe unrelated um shout out to flake oh yeah shout um, out to that on his feet again <laughs> after nine months of being paralyzed uh from uh, his head down if i if i remember correctly very very yeah. rough time for yeah. for him uh, get get a better soon flake we are we are eager to watch you cast again do it exactly come back to us there's always you know comfy spot we need those uh funny jokes and you talking about your apartment uh to fill in time when the game is not uh working during technical difficulties <laughs> yeah technical difficulties uh when uh, you know uh, flake uh um what was it called it was trivia apartment trivia flake apartment trivia or something like that yeah, we want that. We want that back, and I think the players want that back. So yeah, take uh, take our energy and yeah, get back to us soon because we miss you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're um, all part of Elki and Babchess you want, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and all the ponchki jokes and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, those are the times. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna happen again. Like, we we know he's gonna get get there. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a fighter. He's a fighter. He doesn't give up. So he'll 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 get out of it. And um, also shout out to Tailbot for the for the t-shirt for the shirt. Yeah, t-shirt. Oh, yeah, inception <laughs> thing. That was it was such a such a wholesome and nice things to see on social this week. So shout out to him for doing that. Because you gotta love cool. this community. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's everybody's amazing. And uh, you've known all these people for, for such a long time that, uh, you know, it's like, it's like a familiar face, it's like a friend that you see. Uh, so it's awesome, awesome to have everybody as part of this community. Yeah. Uh, but to move on with the story, um, you were saying mm -hmm. a lot about the uh, ma master, the, the world masters, you know, the final tournament being postponed due to uh, the lockdown. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think I think some casters were e even on their way to Poland when, when you guys canceled or postponed. Yeah, it was. they were almost going to the airport. Like, I think it was a day before they had their flights or even a couple hours before they had their flights. So 
Yeah, it was everything was gonna happen. Like it, we were ready. We had the venue. I mean, we had everything. Uh, we had the draw show done for that one. I mean, we're ready. But yeah, and then pandemic struck and boom. And, and my question would be because well, the tournament is postponed. Um, there was also some controversy regarding the um prize distribution early on. Like, did you guys? start to panic and have this feeling that nothing's going your way. And that's not only a question for you, Pablo, but also Vila as a competitive player. I mean, it didn't feel great. It didn't look great from any angle at the start. Uh, the first month, even as a player, it was a bit hectic to think about. I mean, I can't imagine what like, the, the studio went through during that time, but like just having this feeling that are we actually gonna stay on schedule and what is everything gonna look like and how is everything gonna be organized was yeah it, it definitely um, <laughs> even to a player it was stressful because you know especially me i i like to like have a track sort of and i, I like to keep track of okay this is happening you know today or tomorrow next week next month whatever so i can plan ahead um and prepare and then when everything just goes like that it's yeah it's terrible Pavel, how how did it feel from from your perspective the, the well, early yeah. months of, of 2020 i mean year. You're, you're you're working on something for a long time and you have all the details pretty much ready for it and then you're almost there and and, and i know like overall like preparation to get everything done for that for that open it took a lot of time and uh you know there's a lot of decisions that go into it there's uh us kind of uh trying in in the team itself uh, to you know kind of explain how we want to move forward and then getting the budget for everything and then proceeding to it you're kind of happy that it's going to happen and then you know boom this happens and it was out of our hands uh but we had to think of how to bounce back and you know bring back um at least qualifiers and opens to keep the the, the thing going and for some time we were um having those qualifiers happen but there were there weren't any opens and we had to think okay how do we produce this because we need to move to an online format and we don't have experience with that um so first we were uh, using an outside company to help us uh with that and with the recent open we we're able to to bring it back in house so to make a setup in our in our Gwent studio and um and yeah i think we we created a new dedicated team for that um and we want to we want to keep it going now like we want to keep it going but at that time it was just like we we're like okay we're so close and it didn't happen but it's like what can you do? It's nothing we can do. And uh, I remember we were even trying just to, you know, get it done. Like I, I remember um, we were dropping Hannah Chan because it was impossible to get any, anyone from China at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, kind of getting the next person in line, but it kind of feels like uh, it's like always there's a hurl, hurdle you have to jump over. And it's just like, uh, no, I just, I just want it to happen. And I want it to be done good and, and it's supposed to be world masters. And we treat masters as, as a big thing and we don't treat it as, as an open. So it should have this um, 
you know the confetti and 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 the special venue and kind of for this one we wanted to move away from um the feel of uh of of a big event in terms of like having it tied in lore but moving to it making it like a big esports thing so having like a esports studio where the players comes out from you know from something there's like smoke and then you have led screens everywhere kind of showing like cool animations from the game and or, or some cars moving around and you know we were working on all the assets and we had all that stuff also done i remember like uh, it took a lot of time to have everything animated from from small logos to i don't know from from text and having all the visuals and it's like ah and then you get you know you're kind of ready it feels like you're running and then someone just you know puts their foot in front of you and you fall on your face but then you have to get back up and kind of like okay let's let's try to bring it back let's just try to salvage what we can and i think we did okay and i think um it was you know it was hard in the beginning but i think now it's it's good yeah you have to look at the silver lining Molegion is unlikely to complain about that on twitter anymore well, yes, he's 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 one of us now. So, I mean, if 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 you want someone to uh, stay quiet, you gotta get him into the get him into the team. Um, so yeah, guys, if merchants of negativity go off air one day, you know what happened. Yeah. You'll be taken in by the mothership. <laughs> open, open for offers. <laughs> Moving on, Hesser. Yeah, actually, Pablo like advanced a bit here and answered like quite a few questions you would get right but yeah anyways um speaking of the online tournament it was cool to you know um be part of it as well and and see how it all works and how it happens how it get back to life and um tell us maybe a bit more we, we talked about that with ryan as well but tell us maybe a bit more about uh you know the backyard of organizing the online tournament was it difficult in general how did it go you know what were the um, fears the fear was that um we were doing this kind of for the first time um and the fear was that we didn't have a lot of time to prepare like uh, i remember we the last time we entered our gwen studio was back in march uh where we were recording this week in gwent and we left it in the way that it was for a couple of months and that place um needed a proper cleaning so that's what we started with we we pretty much mm. took all the stuff out that we consider trash and then we started moving things around and we um pretty much uh, took all the cables that were there and I'm talking about like audio um, cables but also everything HDMI all the all the visual stuff and all the setup that we had we need to put everything apart and then bring it back together uh, thankfully we had help from um, the team that was working on the audio and the, and the, and the visual uh, side of the whole thing and the production of the whole thing uh previously when we were doing opens in the studio but um they were helping us kind of rework everything and change kind of the technology to for it to happen online because on the online format you're taking multiple feeds uh from different sources and you need to somehow try to put these things together and it's like a puzzle 
Uh, and once you put it all together and you have the game on top and then you have everything working, it, it's, you know, it works, but if you make one misstep or you forget about something or something, or you get a technical difficulty on one side, the whole thing can pretty much, it's like a house of cards. It just goes down. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, from that standpoint it was it was difficult for us to do it like of course it was easier with an external company that has experience because if you look at all esports uh things happening in the world since since the outbreak of, of the virus like everybody's just doing it online and, and they're already developing technology and they're kind of uh, have all the health precautions also especially if you have casters uh, in the studio they're you know so, you know they're um divided by plexiglass and uh you have you know all the on the all you, you also have a smaller team working on the production of the stream itself um and they're sitting apart from each other uh so keeping the social distance and also keeping the personal hygiene to a super high level um and then we we saw how they were pretty much doing it and we were able to adapt that to our studio which which is important for us because a the most important thing we save a lot of money on that that's i think that's self-explanatory b we get to do it ourselves and i feel like we have the a broad understanding of the game and the know-how that we know when to uh transition to the game or there's not any hiccups or we know Who's gonna? We can anticipate who's gonna win or lose. Although if it's by one point, we might not anticipate who's gonna win or lose. Um, but doing production by ourselves for the first time, we're surprised that it went as smooth as it did. Although in the second day, we had our uh, PC, who which was only responsible for the streaming part, go down for 12 minutes, and we were pretty much broadcasting a black screen um so that was uh after that like looking at it that was our our one major hiccup but already like for the second one we're thinking of things um what we can do better um uh, that's one thing and uh we already know kind of what type of uh hardware we need to buy to also make uh stuff uh more more better i remember we had um we had audio synced to one pc where we're capturing the feeds of the of the casters and their audio and the players had their own um where we were just getting their feeds just from the cameras without the audio and we had to move them in between um kind of transitioning them in between rooms in order to get audio and video and it was it was difficult and it was kind of like okay you know, it's kind of heat of the moment. You're going downhill and you just have to remember, okay, I need to do this and this and that. If I don't, we'll crash and burn. So um, I like it because it's it's adrenaline and it's kind of going with the flow and um, yoloing it a little bit. And I, I love that approach. But uh, when you're, you know, when you're streaming on behalf of a company and, you, and, and you're doing a tournament with which, you know, there is a prize pool of... Uh, 20 couple thousand then you know you need to kind of keep everything looking nice and professional and and i think we achieved that uh we didn't get any any bad um uh community sentiment after that one so uh we'll be building on that for sure and moving forward 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I have to say, you know, despite the hiccups and every everything that's going on in the world, the production quality of the last three opens absolutely amazing. And Thank now we you. also have the uh, tournament platform, so I guess we can also expect a lot of great uh, tournaments and, and competitive events from the community. But yep. um, we have 10 minutes left, so I think we can reserve that time for um, a couple of personal Q&A questions. Yay. <laughs> I know, I, I, you, I, you, you love them. I, know, I, asked for, I asked for questions on Twitter, and all these questions I got were bad. So, <laughs> we, we have a bad question. Game up. We have a bad question too, but it's 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 a minor investigation that we are doing. Um, okay. some time ago, you you know you, you tweeted about um, looking for colleagues to join your to join your team, and you see you at it. You make great coffee, and we we felt obliged to kind of. Um, <laughs> you know, get some info on that. So recently we've got one witness who said, mm -hmm. quote unquote, with such a fancy machine, everyone can make a good coffee. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how do you react to these accusations? It's, just, it's not true. Like we have, we have the good machines in the office. It's true, but you still need to know how to make the coffee. I mean, it's very easy to mess up a coffee. So I, I feel that, um, I mean, while, you know, making the coffee itself is, is quite easy because we're using the same coffee beans and we're using the same um, kind of machine that has the right temperature of water going through uh, the grounded beans and, and the beans itself and the, and the thing that grounds and the grinder are kind of also kept in a, in a proper temperature that the, the taste will always be the same. But uh you still need to know how to prepare the milk and if you don't know how to froth your milk then your coffee is going to taste like crap or you're going to burn the milk or it's not going to be it's not going to have this because it needs to be in a specific like consistency it needs to be kind of oily um and also people have their preferences now when it comes to milk like some use normal like full fat milk some use lactose free milk and then you have people like ryan who uses oat milk and for that, you need to, you know, know how to prepare all of those. So um, it's not that easy. It's a, it's a process. And, and I think it's an art. And you also need to know how to draw simple things. I know how to do a heart. And that's where my <laughs> expertise ends. Um, but I was learning how to do like this kind of leaf thing. But um, yeah, but the pandemic happened. And now I can't go to the office and, and, and play with all that stuff um but yeah once we're back in the office i will be i will be working on that for sure yeah but it's a whole thing i mean there is a whole like youtube following for people just making coffee in in different ways and with now you have you, you have the cold brews you have the drips you have all the all the weird ones there's so many options that um but it's not it's not the, the, the machine doesn't make the coffee it's the it's the barista that makes the coffee let's say yeah Great answer. <laughs> yeah. Long one. Very, very detailed yep. one. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, we take coffee very seriously at CD Projekt Red. <laughs> we, we recently, uh, before the pandemic hit, we had uh, all new machines come in. We had a separate uh, coffee. Um, do you call the, I don't, you don't, I don't think you call them brewers, but you, the, the people who prepare the beans and source them, locally was a special blend that was just done for us 
And we actually, uh, you could actually buy this blend in our studio if you're an employee, of course. Um, and yeah, we, 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 we take this stuff very seriously. So coffee is important. I mean, it's what keeps, it, it, it's what keeps the game industry going. I can imagine. <laughs> Back to more serious topics. Yeah, before we ask some questions from the chat, because actually there are a couple of questions maybe we mm -hmm. could ask at the end. Uh, but yeah, on more serious notes, uh, how does it feel to finally have some help managing the community and having your own team? I mean, you mentioned that at the oh. beginning, but... Oh yeah, having Ryan is, is, <laughs> is, is, is a huge help. Um, the thing was that um, before he joined, there, were, there was a lot of things on my head. Yeah. But, um, and I'm not only talking about like normal community management and then normal, like, um, posting and writing stuff and then, and, and then issuing that communication itself, but having a additional role of, um, of managing the team. And I feel like, um, everybody will normally say, oh, it's, you know, it's easy. You just, you know, managing a team is easy. No, it's not. It's totally not easy. It's just additional things. And uh, you also get uh, additional meetings with people, um, you know, where, where you're talking across teams, where you're, you know, you're doing more high level stuff. And, you know, that itself is a full-time thing. And, uh, mm -hmm. For us being a team, like I said in the beginning, that is kind of a, a mix because we have uh, people working on on visual sides, and um, you know me as a community manager um, being a lead for uh, motion designers and a video editor was like what? <laughs> um, because but if you look at it, like our trailers and the video production that we do is a communication tool and is a marketing tool so it normally should fall into into our realm thankfully we have uh we have a producer shout out to luigi who is um kind of producing their work and i'm kind of just overseeing most of that stuff but yeah having ryan is is a big thing and as you probably know we're currently um also recruiting another community manager to our team um but kind of having a person that is going to be our uh master deck brewer if, yeah. if, you, if you saw the if you saw the yeah. thing um so I'm, I'm happy that the team is growing because whenever a team is growing it means that the game is growing itself and we're able to, to you know to hire more people but yeah it's just it makes my life easier and i think it opens up the possibilities of the things we can do to better promote the game and we've all we've constantly been, been getting like um a lot of slack from uh, the uh, the community itself saying like, oh, they should be promoting the game more. Um, well, yeah, you just, you, we would love to, but you need to have, you know, you need to have more people in order to do that in a, in a, in a proper way and also do it up to our standard, which I think our standards when it comes to anything that we do, um, especially when it comes to communication are, are super, super high. So we want to keep that high, um, high level of whatever we're producing outside. Um, to be uh, the best in the best possible way. So yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of high standard of communication, uh, one last question from our own list, then we can answer a couple from the chat. Yeah. Um, do you shield think war, shield your war is okay. shield wall <laughs> remark about having the fourth highest win rate 
will age better than a similar <laughs> tweet you posted last year. I think it already aged better. There's a less there there was less of a shitstorm to say it say say it bluntly. Um but I, I knew I knew that was gonna happen and I think it it was it was because I've been quiet for some time and um and and I just got info from, from Jason at that day that they're not gonna be doing a, 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 a hotfix for it. Um she's like, Okay, we, we don't have the capacity to do a hotfix this month. And we'll be doing changes uh, at the end of the month. Uh, and I'm like, Jason, can we? What's the what's the play rate for this? He's like, well, it's. He gave me the stats, and I started counting. And I'm like, I said that it's the fourth, but actually it's the fifth. Um, so it's so it's not like Dijkstra. So you can't compare it anymore. <laughs> there, I took it away from you. Um, so uh, I feel I felt like it was time to kind of. It's, it's, it's like a poke. It's like a poke, and you, and when you when you when you do it, you see the the kind of the crazy reaction that people have, and and I kind of I, I know it's I know it sounds bad, but I kind of like people getting angry and kind of like what the hell is going on? Like before that, I used to I remember when I used to start working when people would react to stuff like that. I would I would be super like stressed out, and now it's mm. just kind of like uh, uh, funny. <laughs> just get a good laugh out of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, we know some things are maybe not working to a hundred percent as they should be, and I know that uh, Shield Wall is getting a lot of you know, and it is something that we will address, but it's not something that we need to address with a hotfix. That's that was kind of the message behind the the, the whole thing. Not that. It's we see there is a problem, but we cannot fix it right now. We won't be doing a hot fix. Wait till the end of the month. Something might change. Boom. Yeah. So trolling is 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 fun. It's fun. <laughs> trolling is the way. Okay, Hesse, yes. you said you had a couple of questions. Let's go. Oh yeah. So uh, the first question is if who will win could... Tour de France? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually about the cosmetics. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there was a question about if some of the cosmetics are getting back or maybe added like permanently to the store. I mean, like from the marketing point of view, probably it's not a good idea, right? Because you want to make it a bit more unique. But yeah, what's Exclusive. your take on that? Yeah, we want we want to rotate stuff. Uh, I mean, uh, you have events where uh, if they're seasonal, then it's cool to bring back stuff that was uh, not there for some time. Of course, uh, like there are things like um, like the journey cosmetics. Like we don't see a way to have those kind of come back as a separate pack because uh, that that would be weird. Yeah. But we might get to a point where there will be like we've seen after the first journey ended. Like I've seen so many messages coming from people asking for um, those cosmetics to come back or because they mm. missed it for some reason. Or they just uh, saw the second journey, because they just joined the game, and they're like, "Oh no, I missed the, you know, I missed the 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 first journey." Is like, and I'm a completionist; I want everything. Although, dude, you just joined the game. I was like, "You've missed so much stuff that was back in the day." Um, uh, but still, like, we're thinking how to do it. But it's 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 a slippery slope, and it's super difficult, and you need to like tread lightly before you jump into something. Because you might just, you know, make people angry, and we don't want that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And so also, cool. like one more thing to that, I also feel that 
it adds super exclusivity because I remember when I was playing uh, League of Legends, what I liked is that some skins were kind of off limits. Like you could mm. not get them. They were legacy. Yeah. And and I and I like it, although you really want it, but you can't get it is kind of a bad feeling in itself. But I mean, some things should be exclusive and they should be for those players that have been like, I've been playing this game. I've been dedicated to this. This shows my dedication. So I think that's cool also. Yeah, absolutely. Just like the, for example, the Pioneer title, right? Yeah. It's something that yeah. it's it's impossible to get right now. That was, yeah, it was, it was like really that. fun that you could have played, you know, Veda for one day and still get the title. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Simple. But you had to do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You yeah. know, at some point okay. you had to get in. You had to get approved to play in Veda. <laughs> that was something. Those were the oh, days. Yeah. Oh yeah, Hesser. Uh, I think we have time for one more question. Is it yeah, gonna be the Golden Necker? Golden Necker? Yeah, we can ask about the Golden Necker. <laughs> Coming Where is soon it? to a game near you, to a Gwent game near you. That's okay. it. I mean, Golden Necker will make an appearance. Someone, someone, I think um, thought uh, I saw um, yesterday a tweet. Someone asking if it's gonna happen in Arena, and then Jason answered with nope. And I was so happy. <laughs> Because that's what I would always write if someone's asking the questions. Like, oh, it's going to happen here. Nope. And just a bot at the end. It's so good. And I was like, I'm, I'm so proud of Jason. <laughs> His social media skills are going up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very precise, short answers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love those. No, but actually, you know, there was one, one cool question here as well. But I want to take a bit different approach. Uh, mm -hmm. The person was asking if are there any plans on changing the ladder system because uh, what the person believes in, uh, the pro ladder is too easy to reach now, right? And uh, the overall skill of the pro ladder is way lower now. But uh, my question would be if actually the data uh, supports that point of view. What what do you think about that? Is the pro ladder filled with, uh, with noobs or not exactly? I was in pro ladder, ah. so I can already answer that for you. <laughs> I mean, pro ladder getting into it is not super difficult, but actually being the top player there is where it starts to become difficult, right? It's yeah. not, it's not that, but I think people like to have this ability of being considered, like considering themselves a pro. So they should have at least some of that ability, but I still feel that it's you get into it, but then you have kind of the wall, the the, yeah. the, the, the big hill that is super hard to climb. So um, I think that pretty much separates the, the the super good players from the from the players which are which are good, but they're not at the highest level. So um, not not many plans as to changing ladder as as for now. Nothing that I know of for sure. Okay. Yeah, with that being said. I think we should move on to the last and very brief segment of our show, which is the sellout segment. <laughs> sellout. So Pavo, sellout segment. Yeah, we have we have our own sellout segment. So Pavo, if people want to learn more about Gwent, if they want to learn more about you, your hobbies, cycling, running, the art of making coffee or the art of trolling, <laughs> where can they find you? Well, you can find me everywhere. Um, mainly on Twitter, I'm at Pavel Buja, which is my last name. Um, and then you can find me also on Instagram. I post um, mostly my sweaty face um, <laughs> dur during uh, certain uh, activities uh, like cycling and running that you mentioned. 
And yeah, thank you. Hester posted the link. And I think it's, yeah, it's Birds of 36. I didn't even remember what it was, the handle. But yeah, most of the, the fun stuff happens on Twitter. So I would, I would stick to Twitter. There it is. You also have a link to that. Um, be happy with the follow. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, comment, like, and subscribe, you know, <laughs> standard procedure. Yeah. More, most importantly, remember to follow Play Gwent everywhere. And most important, subscribe to our YouTube channel for Gwent because we're trying to get to 100K. And if we get to 100K, we already have an idea for a very funny, stupid, crazy video that we want to do. So help us do it. You heard no it, only, You heard it. Yes. Yeah. No, yep. no OnlyFans. I like if <laughs> no someone asks about OnlyFans. No, no, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, okay. Let me, know on let me know on Twitter if you want an OnlyFans. So we'll, we'll think about it. Villa, <laughs> it's your time to shine. I mean, you can find me on Twitter on Twitch. Uh, name should be there. And yeah, just hopefully <laughs> follow me. Check my quote-unquote content out, I don't know. And, and subscribe to Villa, he needs money. True, yeah, I need money. This always, you forgot this about dish, that one. I always need money. <laughs> always give me money. I yeah. appreciate it a lot. Comment, like, like and subscribe. <laughs> Absolutely, Hesser. <laughs> Alright, so actually the only, um, the only social network right now that I'm not active in is probably Twitter, but I'm planning to come back on Twitch as well, so you can find me Ooh. at twitch.com or .tv slash Hesser Tavern. Yeah, so I would be happy if you just, you know, step by to my stream next week or, or whatever time you want and have a nice conversation. Alrighty. I'm going to use this opportunity to promote the podcast even more, <laughs> despite you all being here anyway. So as always, if you want to stay in touch off stream, you can follow us on Twitter at Novigrad Podcast. And remember, we are giving away three copies of the Battle on the Yeruga board. So if you don't have it yet, exclamation mark giveaway, go to our Twitter, learn about how to participate, and who knows, maybe you will win the board yourself. Also, um, if you want to join our Discord, it's an option. We usually um, share early announcements there. But before Reddit and Twitter know it, Discord already has the info. And as always, if you would rather watch this episode on YouTube or listen to it on Spotify or a couple of other platforms, it's going to be uploaded either tonight or tomorrow. And with that being said, Villa, Hester and Pavel, obviously, thank you guys for being here. It was an amazing episode. Always nice talking to you. Thank Do you have you any closing having... statements? Thanks a lot. It was was awesome to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, hopefully we can, we can do this. Um next time i'm happy to to to, to bring uh, something new with with a little bit more insight into what draft is but yeah thank you for the opportunity because it was awesome that's awesome to have you here okay guys thanks for watching thanks uh for being with us today we'll see you next time which is going to be in two weeks and this time around we'll have two guests instead of one so uh stay tuned for more info and uh yeah enjoy your saturday see you guys later Yep, take care, stay safe. Uh, Have a good one.